We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Sabres proud to select from Winnipeg in the Western Hockey League, Zach Benson. A lot of people like this guy, just yeah. smart. Hey guys, Zach here. Uh, super stoked to be a Sabre. I uh, can't wait to get started and uh, let's go Sabres. You know, it was amazing. Everything you worked for, everything you've done your whole life, you dream about this. Hello Sabres fans, really excited to meet you all. Talked to Buffalo throughout the season. Really enjoyed my time there. It's a, it's a great city. I'm just extremely excited to be a Sabre and can't wait to start my journey. You know, going home, back to my home rink and, and everything. So kind of uh, earn every opportunity I can get there. So excited to come home and get started. Go Sabres. I had a good interview with uh, Buffalo at the Combine and uh, I'm so excited. I, I got no words. You know, just to hear your name called, it's something that you'll only experience once in a lifetime. So I think it's just awesome. Sabres class of 2023 has been drafted and we are back to a one-hour show, Marty. I don't know how we're going to handle all the pressure that comes with cramming everything humanly possible into a less than 60-minute window, but we will lean on our experts. Shana Goldman, 2023 draft expert, along with <laughs> hockey insider Darren Dreger from TSN. It's we not can... even an hour show for, for us. It's a 20-minute show. We just let Dregs and Shana take the rest of the way, and we're good. Big, big week for Tage Thompson. Man, was he prolific in Nashville. Wouldn't you agree? Okay, so I'm very disappointed, Duffer, because both videos of Fishing in the Dark that I got from Tootsie's on the third floor, because I wanted to get as many videos of that song so that every mm -hmm. time Tage would score next year, I would tweet one out. Say, there, Tage, he, he probably scored 150 goals just in the in the, the three days that we were in Nashville. There is uh, no question question that Fishing in the Dark was the most played song oh of a, in goodness. any establishment that we frequented. It was just over and over and over on loop. That and long neck, ice cold beer <laughs> never broke my heart. Oh, my gosh. We heard that one 150,000 times, too. But anyway, I get home and I'm like, Kids, like, this is awesome. We got to go to Nashville. You guys got to experience it, whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, although Owen Power was, you know, too, too, not tall enough to get into any of the establishment. But um, sure. I'm like, look, like, this is a couple of videos. And the sound is crappy. The sound is bad because there's too many people, like, singing and talking and right around the phone, right? So the sound on my phone when recording Fishing in the Dark for Tage Thompson was was not good. So what you're telling me is that your phone has the same problem that my phone has when sharing audio because I just tried to play Olivia Rodrigo's new song that was out today and you couldn't hear a word of it. Well, my phone has a problem recording. Your phone has a problem playing. So combine the two of them and we're in business there. 
some would say they should take us off the air if we have if we have those kinds of problems. Okay, well, so Vegas next year draft. Um, maybe. Last year I thought, well, yeah, last year I thought, wow, how do you all do Montreal? Like Montreal was great, and the buzz that was Montreal having the first overall pick mm-hmm. and being in Montreal, and then they brought in Marty Saint Louis to speak to the crowd. They had. Uh, Mike Bossy and Gila Fleur's family there because of their passing right before. Like, it was very emotional. And then they picked Slavkowski. Montreal did an amazing job. Now, we get to Nashville this year. Obviously, Music City, it's fantastic. But the way the draft more so ended was with that same emotional attachment when Tom Fitzgerald and the New Jersey Devils traded his last pick to David Poyle and the Nashville Predators so that David mm-hmm. Poyle can make one last call. The whole draft floor got up for an ovation for David Poyle, who was their only direct uh, um, general manager with the Nashville Predators until now, Barry Trotz is. So, uh, and Tom Fitzgerald was their first ever captain in Nashville. So that was a great story there. Uh, and next year, Vegas, well, supposed to be Vegas. So no, no uh, I was only saying you and I might not make the make the cut. Well, I mean, we I mean, make we, the cut. We, I don't know if Shayna Goldman will get her way, find her way Shana's to Vegas. Shayna's getting a gold ticket to ensure she gets there a week ahead of time. <laughs> she so. may travel a few days ahead of time. We'll talk to her at 1230. But so I'm like, how does Vegas outdo that? Right. Like it was it was really cool in Nashville this year. So many people. How do they do it? They outdo it by not thanking a single member of the 31 other clubs because they'll just say, we are the champions again. That's how they do it. Okay, there's a chance that could <laughs> that could happen. It's a, a real chance, chance Vegas man. could do that. And uh, free agency opening tomorrow is going to, you know, be a, another player into the whole thing. Although I feel like Vegas have done their homework. They re-signed Barbashev. They re-signed Aiden Hill. They traded away Riley Smith. Like, they're almost... All set for next year. They got their group of defense. They don't need to move anybody out. They're all good in Vegas. So Vegas takes tomorrow off. They just think of next year, how they celebrate their cup. Well, they are in a great position. And if I was a betting person, I would definitely be placing it on them to repeat. Um, All right. We have a huge day, despite a limited time window here. And we have a poll question out right now that was not the poll question we ever intended asking at this point in time. But things changed dramatically in the last 48 hours. Yes. So we heard from Kevin Adams yesterday, and that was on the topic of Jack Quinn's injury. So it prompted this question, how does the injury to Jack Quinn change the plan for the Sabres in free agency? Now, the question could have been, how or does it change at all (laughs) the plan for free agency? And I think... Now, Marty, you're you're good at putting a voice on our tweeters. You know, oh. like you tend to know how they sound. Now, I'm going to say that Sill is probably coming in with a little bit of snark on this one. Even though it, it reads nicely, it won't change anything. I'm going to say that the follow-up to that is you don't sign a player for three more years to back up a guy who will miss 38 to 40 games. So there's my snarky <laughs> tweet voice for the week. And so I apologize if it's not that, but I actually 100% agree. That's why I phrased the question. Like, I don't think it changes anything, but here's the reality. free Free agency does start tomorrow. So that's the reality. That's why it's a timely question. And that's why we want your feedback at Sabres Live on Twitter. 
So if I look at it, for me, top 4D is still the priority. There was no trades in Nashville. That's the most disappointing thing of everything that happened during the draft was the lack of trades, the lack of player movement, some big names that were rumored to be moved. Nothing in the first round, which was boring, like just, you know. I don't know about uh, you. I was not bored at all because we had the greatest location ever. We had uh, the most fantastic location and we didn't have to stand for four hours. So we were sitting down, which was awesome. Uh, but no, I'm just saying like it was lather, you know, wash, repeat, rinse, repeat. Right. It was that's mm. what it was. It was here's a pick and 32 of them came by without any trades. Mm. Now, the Sabres plan for me doesn't change because of Jack Quinn's injury, because the plan in my opinion, is always going to be adding a top four defenseman. Dallin, Samuelson, Power, and Player X. So that doesn't change. I like what Jake says here on Twitter. He says, Sabres might say it doesn't change our plans, but you've got to at least consider now keeping Olofsson around, which I think is, is fair. If you were really thinking Victor Olofsson didn't have a spot, right? Because you're thinking, okay, you got Skinner, Tuck Thompson, you had Cousins, Paterka, Quinn, mm-hmm. you have Middlestat, and maybe you're thinking of a Kulik and Savoy for nine games or a Rusek or anybody else there. And then you have a Greenway, uh, Oposo, Gergensen, maybe Tyson Jones, like you're at, rounding up your fourth line. Now you have a spot for Victor Olofsson to say, hey, why don't we try to make this work a little bit more and we don't have to look outside. Everything is internal. Everything is either with Victor Olofsson or with uh, Casey Middlestat or with one of our prospects in in Rochester that have performed really well this year. Just like Jack Quinn and J.J. Paterka were able to fill in a gap last year. Maybe one of those guys can fill in the gap this year. So I don't think it changes how they're going to approach free agency because I really feel that internally is where the answer lies. Uh, but who knows? May- maybe there's something that's too good to pass on. And and look, Frank Cervalli about a couple of minutes ago just tweeted, Matt Duchesne, Blake Wheeler, Kyler Yamamoto, Riley, all on con- unconditional waivers today for the purpose of being uh, a buyout. Mike I mean, Riley. Mike Riley of the, uh, of the Boston Bruins. I mean... I'm not touching any of those guys. Like, I don't care if they're being bought out and whatnot. Like, there's nobody that I feel is going to help up front on the free agent market. Well, that's that's not true. <laughs> it's not true. Those guys, there's certain players in there that would help. It's just you're not getting them on the contract where it would help. No, exactly. Well, yeah, I, I, the whole thing is, can you get them... At a, at a contract that makes sense, do they fit the Sabres core or group that you're moving forward? Um, so, what about the money? It just does not make sense to me. There was a trade at the draft that was mildly head-scratching, although not when you recognize that Edmonton is up against it and they have to make moves. But, like, did you not think that Clint Costin outperformed a lot of Edmonton Oilers players at the end of last year. Like, I thought he why, was really good. I did too. Like, why but would you, you know just what? give him away with Yamamoto, who's now going to be bought out by Detroit? Like, well, give him something. And why, and you know what we never talked about? Sorry, I'm getting really animated here. No, why, okay. why, 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 why did they, <laughs> why did they sign Derek Ryan 
to a multi-year deal on a 35 plus contract. I don't care if they're paying them two pennies a year. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, so those multi-year deal and the 35-plus contract can come back to really bite you. Well, it's not that because there's no money in it. I just don't understand. Like, all due respect to Darren, when he finally broke into the NHL at an advanced age, I was like, this is one of the great stories. I love it. I'm so happy for him. But I don't get it. Like, Clem Costin was, was, I thought, impactful, reasonably speaking. So The the word with Kim Kim, Clem Costin with the Edmonton Oilers is that the Oilers were negotiating against the KHL. Costin mm. has got a really nice deal with the KHL, Daddy. Understandable. And so, are you going to give Costin two million dollars a year? Mm-hmm. Like, is that does that make sense? Now, you signed Derek Ryan to nine hundred grand a year for two years. If you're yeah. the Oilers, you're like that. Like, like that's that's league minimum. That's an entry level deal. That's the type of player that we need to fill in. Costin was better, but. The difference between nine hundred thousand and maybe going over two million dollars—that's really what it was. Oh no, I get it. It's just weird. Anyway, Yamamoto's being bought out. Duchesne's being really bought out. Do we really believe the Oilers know that how to put it together? Like they've not been able to do it. Now they lucked out with Evander Kane, which worked out good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could have gone the other way. They've not been mm-hmm. able to figure it out. Now maybe Ekholm is going to help, and Evan Bouchard is going to help, and all of that. But they still are. You know, Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner and that, they still uh, are the same team they were at the start last year. Mm-hmm. I think Duchesne, I mean, this is tough. Like, again, I'll say what I just said. I think if you were ever to get them on short-term deals, I don't think there's a problem, especially with Duchesne. Although, Duchesne doesn't have the best track record. Quite frankly. No, it doesn't. Now, uh, but I don't know why. And I think that's a terribly unfair thing to say. But, you know, whether it was Colorado or Ottawa or the whole three-way deal in Nashville, like, I mean, he eventually rebounded and gave Nashville one of the greatest individual seasons we've ever seen two years ago when he topped 40. So... I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm... There's... I'm of, like, six minds here. Um... Who's the best fit for Matt Duchesne right now? And what do you think he's going to do? Because obviously he's got plenty of money based on what he's earned over the last contract plus. Okay, so two things to that, Duffer. Number one, the Nashville Predators. This is what happened, and this is why, you know, the Sabres, despite, you know, the last few years and saying, oh, Carlo Poso is big free agent contract, right? And Uh it's a lot of money, and that was a bad contract. But, okay, the Sabres were not in a position to say we're against the cap, we're competing, it is hurting us. It did not hurt the Sabres because of the position they were in. And it turns out Kyle's your captain, a great leader, and mm-hmm. the, the organization is going to be better for that in the long run, right? So you can make something out of that. But right now, Barry Trotz and the Nashville Predators are paying Ryan Johansson $4 million on retained salary, from the trade that they made. Mm-hmm. They're pay- paying Matthias Ekholm 250000 on retained salary. Matt Duchesne, $2.5 million on a buyout. And Kyle Turris, $2 million on a buyout. They are paying almost $9 million to four players next year that are this, not in the organization. Season. This season. This, yeah, wait till next year. Well, the year after is L- almost 12. Gigantic. Yeah, it's almost 12. And then the year after, you're back to about 9 million. So well, no, the but next the three years are 9, 12, and 9 million on players that are not with your team. 
correct, but Matt Duchesne represents a Minnesota-esque issue if the Predators were a cap team. It's tolerable this year. It's ungodly next year and the year after at 5.5 and 6.5 million for cap hits. And then it dwindles down to 1.5 for the remaining three. So you talk about the cost of doing business. This is not a for the faint of heart move. Like Nashville does not. They're not as. How do I say it? I don't think they roll in the dough quite like the Leafs and the Rangers do. No, it, it, it's you know twofold. what I mean? Like, it's, it's great. Like we were just there. Affected. It's, it's yeah. such a great hockey market. And it's been such a positive development for the NHL for 25 years now. But that doesn't make them independently wealthy, <laughs> you know? So these are hard, hard business decisions that Poyle on exit and Trots on entry are making for this group. And it was Bill Guerin on entry with the Minnesota Wild that made the decision to buy out Ryan uh, Suter and Zach Parise, and it's going to cost them you know, 12 million on dead cap. Like there's a lot, but, but there's two ways that teams deal with business um, with your salary cap and how any transactions you make affect your affects your salary cap. And also in pure dollar, if you are the Montreal Canadians and the Toronto Maple Leafs and New York Rangers and the Chicago Blackhawks and, and some of the really bigger market that at the end, you say, eh, that $4 million, it doesn't, you know, stop us from being profitable. We still are going to make a lot of money and we're just going to bite that $4 million now. But the Nashville Predators right now are behind the eight ball in two different ways because it affects their cap and because they're not a money-making organization. Like, look, they're profitable. I would would assume- I don't know that. Nashville is close to being profitable, but they're not a money-making machine. And now you're you're basically just spending money out there. But anyway, I, I feel like we had all good intentions to go in and talk more sabers. And but this is what, like, coming up on the draft and going into free agency, there's so many more league stories that just kind of you know keep appearing from behind a, a door. You open a door and it happens. And. They impact every move impacts every team in some way. And whether it's right now or contractually down the road as a comp in the form of signing or in a buyout or an idea, like all of this stuff matters. And that's to be now without looking. And I know you're looking, so don't look, do not look at your screen, close cap friendly, cleanse your mind. Please try to tell me without looking. Who the Nashville Predators' highest paid forward is going into this season on their active roster? Okay, well, I think the guy that I'm thinking about would be Philip Forsberg, but he was on the IR at the end of the season. Oh, that's my bad. Yeah, I knew something looked amiss there. You're right. It's Philip (laughs) Forsberg. Sometimes, you know what? Well, hopefully he's not still hurt. I, I and now I clicked in and it's uh, Colton Sissons, right? Uh, That's the one you're Colton thinking. Colton Sissons followed yes. by Yakov Trenin, who I yes. thought got like squeezed hard, landing on one point seven, and then Tomasino, Parsonen, who was good, yep. Novak, who was great, McCarran, Sherwood, Kiefer Smith, Sherwood. and you know 
glass half full? I'll say so. Like, who else are they going to spend the money on? Cody Glass is getting a raise right now at age 24 and as a RFA. I, I like, look, maybe, maybe this year is going to be a tough one in Nashville. And maybe this but why? year. Why? They've got a good defense and an elite goaltender. And what I'm saying, maybe that would be the, uh, uh, Again, yes, everything right. that you I'm... debate in, internally would be, is this time to move on from UC Soros and acquire a ton of other picks and players and prospects to re-go forward, right? To move in a different direction. So that's really maybe the, the, the next 12 months will bring that for Nashville. All right, then. I was thinking that Darren Dreger had been bought out, but apparently he's still active on our roster. We'll get to him in a minute, and we are fast approaching the preseason, the regular season. Before we can do that, fans will be able to take in unique experiences, special programming, and live music throughout the day. It is Sabres Fan Fest happening in Alumni Plaza at Key Bank on September the 16th. We encourage you to go to sabers.com slash fanfest for more. Dregs, just under the wire, like you're beating last call at Tootsie's. We've got five of your best <laughs> minutes coming up here to explain why everyone was seemingly grossly disappointed with the lack of trade activity at the draft. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd count me in that group too, right? I mean, uh, we had a, a flurry of activity on the trade front leading into the week and early in the week in Nashville. And then it just came to a screeching halt. And I think that we all kind of hoped that on on Wednesday as part of round one, that of course, there's got to be something. The Preds need to make a splash, you know. Uh, could Montreal throw the fifth pick overall into the mix and, and on and on it went. And there were so many players that could have been and maybe should have been in play. Philadelphia trying to do something, Travis Sanheim, and the list does go on and on. Um, what we learned then getting through Thursday is just how tight everything is money-wise, right? And then you throw no trade clauses on top of that. And what we're seeing now today, a rash of buyouts. And it's pretty evident that uh, teams are trying to change the look of their clubs, but doing it in a different manner, not wanting to take on money via contracts or longer-term deals. So does that mean that potential deals like a Connor Hellebuck deal and whoever else is on the market yeah. for trades, maybe John Gibson, the goalie carousel is, is very fascinating because there hasn't been any movement yet, but does that mean that those deals are, are done? Like it's not going to happen this summer. Cause usually when we get to July one, it's all free agents. And then after that, it's cottage season. Nobody trades anybody. Yeah. I think it's too soon, Marty, to say that the goalie market is done as far as the trade. Uh, and when you're looking at those two guys, you're looking at the cream of the crop in terms of, of the guys that have a little bit of contract and in Gibson's case, a little bit more. Um, but where the issue comes into play is the teams that are interested in those two guys um, are trying to kind of just fully stabilize uh, their goaltending because they believe that they can be a contending team. You know, New Jersey would love to have Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck, I think, would like to go to the New Jersey Devils. The problem is Tom Fitzgerald can't even look at his $6.2 million cap hit for next season, let alone the contract extension that happens beyond that. And, and so Fitzgerald and the Devils need either Winnipeg to retain money or find a broker to retain money. Um, and in Anaheim's case, this one is is wild for me. Because, again, there are some tire kickers. There are some teams that are interested in John Gibson, but they want 
the Anaheim Ducks to retain money. And what I was told on the draft floor was that Verbeek has basically said, okay, well, for me to go to my owner and retain money, uh, we're going to need at least two, maybe three first-round picks as part of that trade. Well, who's <laughs> giving three first-round picks? <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. So that's kind of where that's at. It's kind of where it's at at this point. So basically right. the GMs are doing what every um, lead singer of all these bands in Nashville is. They're going around with the bucket asking yeah. for $200 and hoping yeah. they get 100 in there. Yeah, they that's ought to, the way it looks. They ought to contact me. I'm broke because of it. I don't that's have any more that. cash either. Yeah. That's why. You, that's why you. You know, you actually. It's. It, it maybe seems a little cheap to walk around with one dollar bills in your pocket, unless the music is outstanding. And in most places, I didn't. I didn't visit as many honky tonks as you two guys did. I mean, every time I had five minutes to walk. You guys were bumping coming out of Tootsies or whatever. Rippies so, or Legends yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just nailed all three. That was it. We, our square footage <laughs> covered was very limited. So yes. we, we stayed close. But uh, Marty, such little respect shown to the goaltending fraternity when it pertains to Mackenzie Blackwood. There has been a move. He went to San Jose. So don't tell me the goalie carousel <laughs> didn't go. get started. Yeah. Um, is... You see Saros now more in play because of what Nashville has just decided to do with Matt Duchesne. Well, look, I mean, we asked uh, the, the 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 hierarchy of the Nashville Predators this week about Saros, and we were told that he is not in play. Um, okay. And they would have known that they were, you know, going down the path of buying out Matt Duchesne, you know, in, at the point of making that comment. It's curious, and I haven't talked to Barry Trotz or David Poyle for that matter, um, but, you know, people are automatically jumping to a culture change. There needs a culture change. You know, Ryan Johansson gets moved. No, Matt Duchesne gets bought out. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not in that dressing room. Um, I've heard rumors. I've all of that. I don't know it to be true. What, what I know is that Trotz clearly wants to change among his forwards <laughs> that's a, abundantly yeah. obvious because he just moved or is about to move two of his primary guys i i just don't think that saros is is in the group of players that barry trotz is going to try and move out what gets done first for the sabers a dowling extension a no win power extension or getting a top four defenseman to go along with those two studs well i mean it we know how hard Kevin Adams is trying to add that top four defense, right? And and maybe when you get through free agency and Dmitry Orlov lands wherever he's going to land, if it's not in Buffalo, then um, maybe then that point, you know, Adams is able to to find the the right fit, whether it's Noah Hannafin, whether it's Brett Pesci. I mean, go down the list of all the guys that I'm sure you guys have talked about to this point. So what we're learning from other clubs, and I haven't talked about uh, to Kevin about this, is look after your own stuff first. You know, you're not just sitting there spinning tires and trying to – like, they've had all the trade conversations to this point. Everybody knows what Buffalo is willing to part with. and I mean, I'm talking about other managements. They know how you can make this fit. So if the phone isn't ringing or there isn't a deal to be made, you have to look after your own. That's happening in Toronto, and I wouldn't be surprised if that happens with Power and Darlene in Buffalo. Is David Camp available before tomorrow? No. Okay. <laughs> that I don't know. You know what? I don't understand the the outrage over. It's not Max. outrage. It's intriguing. No, he's a heck of a player. I don't doubt it, but value. you don't need to give him four years. 
anyway. Well, well, you probably did just to get the AAV down to that 2.4 or whatever it was, right? It's just funny, only from a distance. And I know we are a long ways away, but it just don't we keep hearing that they just want to keep retooling their bottom six. And like last I checked, isn't he in the bottom six? Like, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's weird. Yeah. Well, they're going to lean on cheap guys. You know, Matthew Nice is going to play in their top six. On an entry level well, contract, right? and they're blessed to have that. I mean, he's yeah. going to be yeah. a huge boost at a very low dollar. Nylander the- in Toronto, and like you can't go back with the same group again. I mean, that's not going to happen. Well, I, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not opposed to that thinking, Marty. But you say trade Nylander, it's not that easy. You know, know, again, like who, who's taking on a ten million dollar contract? And and really, that's probably fair to William Nylander based on the points that he's put up. And, but I think what has to happen here, guys, steal a page from the Vegas Golden Knights or the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, sometimes you just have to move your pieces out to create opportunity for others. You're not going to like what you're getting in return, Mm -hmm. but just moving that contract, you know, is, uh, is a win to some degree. So we'll see how it plays out with Nylander. Yeah. Without question. I think you just nailed it there. Dregs. Thank you. We appreciate the time. I know it was a busy week in Nashville and uh, a lot of moving parts everywhere. So nice to reschedule and get you in here for a few minutes today on a Friday, which allows us to say, have a great weekend. No, no, no. I'm going to extend that. Have a great summer because I am wheels up next Tuesday, boys. So have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dregs, you've earned it. See you soon, bud. All right. Hockey insider Darren Drager from TSN. Shayna Goldman adding to our Friday festivities when we return. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.